0: Welcome to the Dr. Raj podcast with Dr. Raj Dasgupta, a show all about educating patients, students and aspiring doctors about better patient care. Dr. Raj is a quadruple board certified physician and associate professor at the University of Southern California. He was a co-host of the TNT series, Chasing the Cure with Ann Curry, as well as a regular on the TV show, The Doctors. And now here's our show.
2: Hi, and welcome to the Dr. Raj podcast. And what is this a podcast about? It's a podcast about happiness and wellness and all those good, warm, fuzzy things in your heart. And it's about telling great stories. And you know, what motivated this podcast is because one of my jams is being part of nonprofit organizations. And I recently, was invited to be part of a family of something called KEEN, K-E-E-N. Now, what does that stand for? Kids Enjoy Exercise Now. And what really touches my heart about it is that they focus on kids with special needs, and they're going to be participating in the LA Marathon. And we'll talk more about that. But why did I mention that is because... We have a guest today that is one of the volunteer, and it always touches my heart when someone volunteers their time and effort, especially for kids. And, you know, Keen said that this is an amazing person and they're right. So today we're going to talk to Coach Jasmine Moezi and I probably messed that up, but she'll, she'll forgive me. But as always, we have a format to the show. So I'm going to read a little bio about Coach Jasmine, and then we'll go from there. So Coach Jasmine has always cared about two things in life, creating community and helping others uh, to the best of her ability. Growing up in the South Bay as a competitive figure skater and tennis player, we'll talk about that. She never discovered her true passion until joining the triathlon team at USC, where she graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Applied and uh, Mathematics. There's so many words here. Without knowing how to swim her bike properly and having minimal running experience, she decided all her free time to training for her first triathlon. She originally started triathlon to help her cope with her chronic illness, but it ended up giving her so much more than she could have ever imagined. Fast forward seven years and countless races later, she got her Ironman coaching certification and started coaching for multiple teams around the L.A. area. Having trained in the South Bay for a majority of her triathlon career, she realized a sense of community was greatly missing. So she decided to build her own team with the help of some athletes she had just started coaching in the area. She is now the proud founder, president and head coach of the South Bay squad, which has become far more than just her team. It is her chosen family. Coach Jasmine is a certified nutritionist and health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She hopes uh, to help athletes and those struggling with chronic illness to unlock their full potential in the most natural and healthy way possible. For the past six years, she has been volunteering for Kids Enjoy Exercise Now, KEEN, LA, where uh, they play sports with kids who have disabilities. She is a part of their coaches committee and teaches Zumba for the kids. Um, She has raised over $20,000 for Keen by completing various races and challenges throughout the years. She uh, will continue these fundraising efforts to raise as much money as possible for the kids. Being publicly open about her story to spread awareness and motivate and help others to cope with their chronic illnesses, Coach Jasmine hopes to show other athletes that anything is possible despite what obstacles stand in her way. That was an awesome beginning. I loved reading that. So, Coach Jasmine, thank you for being here. How are you doing?
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I'm excited. All right.
2: And I can tell. I know it's only going to be the audio, but you look pumped up. That makes me excited. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, the first part kind of some meet and greet stuff, so we get to know each other. Even though I did speak with you all, I mean, off camera, So, let me start off with the obvious one. Why mathematics at USC? Now, I love USC. Go Trojans. Great choice. But
1: why math? That was um, kind of the only subject I was ever good at. And, you know, growing up in a Persian household, it was kind of like the subject I was like kind of forced to be good at, but not that I mind because I really did end up enjoying it. But, you know, I did Kumon and all those supplemental things and was going like ahead in math. And I just became like known as like the math nerd everywhere and <laughs> when I got to <laughs> when I got to USC I was like whoa I could actually make like choices now but I don't really know how to do that so let me just keep sticking with math <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then yeah that's just what I ended up studying and got my my bachelor's of science in applied in computational math so I have like a kind of little nerd side
2: and sure. I love it you know my, my poor daughter is <laughs> doing Kumon and I don't think she likes me all the time only Only some of the time, but so you're like the geometry queen or the algebra king back in in high school.
1: Yeah, I would like I would like love every math class. Like in senior year, I had an extra room for a class, so I ended up taking two math classes just for fun. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so it's just like you know I was always crazy with stuff like that, and I would always tutor people in my class in order to like pass. Well, at least in high school. Once I got to college, I definitely needed tutoring because those higher division math classes were were insanely hard but (laughs) in high school I was always like that nerd that people would go to and be like help me in in math and I would sit in Starbucks and tutor like six seven people in my class at a time and then it was great for me too because I would just yeah practice for my own final as well and just be even more prepared for it and help people at the same time. So why totally. Know?
2: And you know, and I'm I'm reading your your bio and it, it really is truly amazing. But you know what really jumped out at me and I kinda of hinted at it was this competitive figure skater and tennis player. And I can't say the two are super related. I know they're individual sports, but obviously it's true. But how does the math nerd wanna become doing triple axles and flips yes. on the ice? Can you kind of like I mean, Iran is not known for its <laughs> skating competition, you know? How did that happen?
1: Yeah. Well, my parents actually put me in skating when I was a kid because I had, like, duck feet. Like, I would <laughs> walk like a little duck and my, like, feet were super turned in. So, they originally put me in skating because the doctor said the boot might actually help kind of stabilize my foot. Oh, okay. So, it was okay. of like, a way to help and then... Um, I remember the first time I went on ice, I fell and I started crying and absolutely hated it. But there was an ice rink here by my house and we would just, every time I would walk by it, I kind of was like, I want to try again. And I was pretty young. I was like four or five years old and mm-hmm. I ended up trying it again. And then all of a sudden I was able to like get off the wall and I didn't fall. And I ended up actually kind of enjoying it. And I ended up being yeah, a competitive figure skater for seven years or so wow yeah,
2: so yeah. you could do it you could do one of those
1: twirls those yes <laughs> wow yeah. all
2: right I might just hang out with you for one day to see that that's pretty awesome man
1: <laughs> yeah it's I still go for fun and I just do a lot of my spins and like just kind of easier <laughs> jumps and everyone's like Whoa! What the heck? <laughs> like it's yeah, I didn't of, see that
2: coming. Kind of
1: like a cool little trick to have up my sleeve that not many people know about. So, <laughs>
2: what, what about tennis? Who, who's your favorite tennis player? Are you are you pretty good at tennis, or you just kind of go to the Y and, and mess around?
1: I played um, varsity tennis in high school, and my favorite player is definitely Rafael Nadal, who just won the Australian <laughs> Open. Um, so I was super <laughs> stoked about that, and he's he's just an absolute legend and. Um, yeah, so I love him and I definitely was competitive for in tennis for about four or five years, but I decided not to play in college. I just kind of wanted to focus on, on school and just dabble in other things, kind of see what really my true passion was.
2: So, all right. So this kind of leads to my next question. So we got math, we got triple axles, we got Rafael Nadal, and now you're kind of the professional triathlon teacher. How does that all kind of work out? It doesn't really seem to make sense to me. Talk about that. And maybe I know you're going to mention about your chronic disease. Can you talk about what the disease is to kind of in your answer so my, so we could kind of understand that better as listeners.
1: Yeah. So I actually ended up going to um, Boston University my freshman year before transferring to USC. And because it was so cold over there, I would go to the gym all the time. And that's where I got introduced to Zumba. So because of of my one year at at BU, I got introduced to Zumba and and I love dancing because I had to dance on the side of figure skating Mm -hmm. all the time. So when I got to USC, I started like a Zumba club over there and I was doing that for a while. I kind of dabbled back into skating and tennis a little bit, but then I joined the running club team my junior year. And that's when I really was like, oh, I actually love running because I've always been running since I was a little kid, like not like knowing how to really do it, I just would always run whenever I could. It was just like naturally what I always wanted to do instead of walk or sit, I would just be running everywhere. (laughs) So when I joined the running club team, yeah, when I joined the running club team and actually learned how to like pace myself, get the proper running shoes, running gear, like all that stuff, I was like, oh, I actually actually understand this more and I just wanted to do my first like half marathon because to me it was baffling that people could run you know, 13.1 miles without stopping. I was like, there's no way that's possible. And (laughs) I, yeah, so that's kind of the reason I joined and I ended up doing like my first half marathon on a whim when I was in New York. My, my friend was like, Oh, did you know that the New York half marathon is this weekend? And I was like, really? She was like, yeah. And I was like, I'll go do it. (laughs) Because I had already been (laughs) training at that point and I had never um, ran that long, but I was like, well, I'm here. I'm going to go try and do it. So I ended up doing it and and I didn't stop the whole time and I finished and I felt amazing and then that's kind of what started kind of like my running journey and then summer of my senior year I lived in Asia for like an internship program and that's where I got really sick with like like stomach issues fatigue fever they kept sending me to like the the doctors and hospitals there thinking I had malaria because of my fever and all this stuff. And when I came back, all these doctors were running all these tests trying to figure out what was going wrong, like what was going on. And I got diagnosed with like 50,000 things from like Lyme disease to SIBO, like chronic fatigue syndrome, IBS, like you name it. I I had it basically. And (laughs) I was on antibiotics nonstop for like three to four years and just getting kind of like all these recurring infections and wasn't getting any better. And I thought I kind of like lost control of my body. And, and then when I started kind of digging a little deeper, looking into more viral like causes like the recurring Epstein-Barr um, and strep and like heavy metals, like when I kind of started digging a little deeper and not just focusing so much on just Lyme disease or just SIBO or just this, when I just kind of started looking at the pathogens as a whole, and going kind of the more natural route, changing my diet, lifestyle, things like that. That's when I really started to heal and, and see progress. And um, But yeah, it took some some time to get there. And before I was able to get there, um, during that time when I was just going to doctors kind of nonstop, it was my senior year at, at SC. But I also couldn't run every day anymore. It was too much of my body with all the stuff I was dealing with. So... I was kind of like, what can I do that involves running, but not only running? And that will take, help take my mind off of all this pain and suffering I was kind of going through. I had some friends on the USC team from when I studied in or did that internship in Asia. They were on the, the tri team and they were like, you should join and give it a shot. And I was like, I can't swim or bike. Like, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to do this? And they were like, it's fine. We have a bunch of beginners, like, don't even worry. So I joined and it was like the hardest thing ever, like swimming from one <laughs> end of the pool to the other. Like I was out of breath and I was like, how the heck are you supposed to even like do this consecutively? And then biking, I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm like a decent runner. I think I can, can handle the bike. And then I just got dropped right away on like our very first ride. And the first hill I ever climbed, I was like, this is what death must feel like. <laughs> it was so painful, and yeah, it was like a big kind of like slap in the face and wake up call. I was like, wow, this is a lot harder than I than I anticipated. But it gave my my body and mind kind of that that push and that drive that it needed while dealing with everything. I know it sounds kind of counterintuitive, like oh, if you're sick, <laughs> you should rest. But for me, I was I was sick, but I also needed my like coping mechanism or escape from it. And that's where kind of triathlon came in and showed me this like strength and perseverance. I never even knew I had. And it was the first thing I really ever chose for myself that I really loved and was like, super passionate about. So it really got me through a lot these last eight years.
2: (laughs) No, and I could tell and it it, it does make a lot of sense to me. It it is weird when I have patients with chronic illness, I think that my instinct is no, don't sit on the couch, don't be on the bed. It's the opposite, you know, in many cases, but, you know, my, my next question is going to be just, you know, I I think that the listeners kind of got what a triathlon is. So if you could just say what the three sports are and tell me, What's your your favorite and strongest of the three? And be honest, no one's going to judge you. What is your weakest? What are you least good in? Okay.
1: So for triathlon, there's swimming, biking, and running. And we have so many different distances, like ranging from sprint distance to Olympic to half Ironman and full Ironman. In collegiate level, (laughs) we start off in sprint distance and our regionals and nationals race is Olympic distance. And then you can do all the Ironman branded races for, to do a half or a full distance. Okay. Uh, and my strongest by far. And my favorite is running because I've just, that's the only thing that ever I feel like came naturally to me. Like I was just born to run. <laughs> and, yeah. And, um, and lo- thank God, because that's like the one part of the race that has saved me from Coming last many times, <laughs> like in the, especially in the beginning, like if when I was not good at the swimming and the cycling, my run really got me through the race and not finish in like last place. And it was great. And my least favorite used to be swimming and is now cycling because I ended up getting, a concu- yeah, I ended up getting a concussion at the end of 2018. And yeah, I, I fell off the bike and it was, I've never gotten like a, like a, you know, brain injury before. So that on top of all my like chronic illness symptoms, like adding like the neurological issues to that. I mean, I have literally lost my mind for a little bit and I had yeah. to like do a lot of the recovery work to kind of get back sure. and all like the, the concussion rehab and stuff like that. And cycling has never felt the same since then. Um, just training in general, I haven't really felt as strong or the same since then i know that you know i need some like more time still maybe but um i know that it'll like fully come back to me someday it just i think my body's been through a lot the last eight years and that concussion kind of was like was a little too much but luckily i made it through that and that's kind of what made my life 180 and at first what seemed like a bad way but then ended up um being for the for the better yeah
2: well, you know, you don't know this, Jasmine, but you, you and my wife, uh, you know, who I mentioned was Iranian too. So, so ironic, you know, um, yeah. so much in common. So, you know, she was dabbling in the triathlon a little bit. So I got to know a little bit about the basics. So I wanted to ask this. I always, for her, you know what I mean? The hardest part was always to open water swim. I love horror, scary movies. So I'm always
1: dark
2: movies like, you know, 47 meters down, Jaws, you know. So in the swim, have you ever done open water? And is there a chance you may see some creatures in the water when you're doing the swim?
1: <laughs> yes, I absolutely love open water swimming. I'd much rather swim in the ocean than the pool. And yeah, we do definitely see little little <laughs> things in there. Um, usually the dolphins, though, like most of the time when we're swimming, the dolphins are just cruising next to us and it's probably one of the most amazing moments just having them there if they swim under you though it's a little scary at first a little you're, scary. Like, you're like what is that and then you're like oh it's a dolphin or a seal a lot of those little pesky yeah. seals will just like bob their head up and be like like you know like, their, like, silly face. Like, <laughs> no. but i have seen like one or two sharks in the in the ocean when i've gone swimming but they make things that you know sharks tried it like whatever like wetsuits that have mm-hmm. these certain designs like I have an arena wetsuit sure. that has this like shark repellent design basically yeah. where like it, you know sharks can't stand it or whatever and they make this other thing on your ankle called shark bands that it emits some kind of like electromagnetic frequency that sharks wow. can't stand so they've okay. come out with like some pretty good stuff to kind of keep <laughs> you safe out there and I do feel <laughs> a lot more protected now that I go out with so, so really well
2: good. I'll tell you what I got some, you know, I told some of my listeners that you're coming on and you knew, you're kind of like the triathlon queen and they had a couple quick triathlon questions they want me to throw out there. Sure. So one of my uh, listeners wanted to know, <laughs> do, does he need a, a billion hours of training <laughs> to do a triathlon? You know, he's worried about the time. What, how do you respond to that?
1: Yeah, definitely not. I mean, especially depending what distance you do. If you do like a sprint or Olympic distance, the training load is extremely manageable. If you do a half or especially full Ironman, then yeah, you're going to have like a pretty packed schedule. But a sprint and Olympic, you could train 30 minutes to an hour a day and be really fine. And you're like your longest day maybe has to be like a one and a half to two hour bike ride, like on a weekend or something. And maybe your longest run is like an hour, but it's, yeah, it's going to be very manageable. Yeah. Oh,
2: nice. Uh, He's going to like that answer. Yeah. (laughs) Here's one from one of my favorite listeners and she wanted to know, (laughs) you got to buy a lot of expensive gear. Like she was, I guess, looking at bikes and wetsuits. So is it an expensive sport or no?
1: Yeah. The cycling portion definitely makes triathlon pretty pricey. It's, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart and, definitely need to have like that's why a lot of triathletes are a bit older because they can afford it when they get older. But <laughs> I mean, it's like it's it's still doable. Like you can definitely kind of get the just beginner stuff, like beginner wetsuits, beginner bikes. Um you don't have to go for all that fancy gear right away. And you can make it much more much more affordable, but it is going to be an investment. But okay. there are ways like if you there's like a bike shop in Hermosa Beach. It's called Triathlon Lab and they have everything triathlon related in there. And it's all, um, you know, they have everything from like the nicest tri bikes and things to like, beginner stuff. So you could kind of go into shops like that. And they can always kind of help you out with deals and things. That's so,
2: awesome. Now, here's one for you. So one of my listeners, there are trainers in general, it's not just you and they advertise yeah. on certain websites. So they wanted me to ask you, what is your role as a trainer?
1: Like what do I do as a Coach yeah,
2: let's say they team. say "Hey, they see you and you're, you're such a nice person and they pick you and they want to be on your team. W- what is the role of having a trainer for a triathlon? You know, I mean, what's the advantage, I guess, you know? Yeah,
1: so we, um me personally, when I coach <clears throat> people one on one, I create like a, a virtual training plan on training peaks and it has everything listed there every day that they need to do. So it's kind of takes all the thought and stress out on the athlete side, they just have to wake up, look at their plan, know exactly what they have to do. And they have, you know, they can contact me at any time and I can help them kind of through whatever they need. Like if they have questions on the plan, I do like a weekly group coaching call on Mondays with all my athletes so that people can get to know each other. It kind of helps create community. And sometimes, you know, they all connect and work out together, especially if they're all doing a like similar race plan or if they have a race coming up, that's the same Um, and then on the team, we have over like 70 athletes on the team now, and I coach daily workouts for the team, um, either track workouts, pool swims, ocean swims, um, bike rides, things like that. And that's all in person, but we also have a team app where I post, we have all our chats our events our our sponsors, all of our sponsored discount codes, <laughs> all that good stuff. So yeah, I kind of do... Both and they're, they're pretty interconnected, but the one on one coaching plans is a lot more personalized versus the team is more broad in general, but it's more for like the whole community and, and building up that community of athletes.
2: That's awesome. Now this for you. So I know you want to finish a bajillion races, but my listener wants to know what is the feeling when you finished your first triathlon compared to other ones?
1: I felt like I could do anything. I was like, if I can finish this triathlon, I can, I can conquer and accomplish anything. And it was true. I finished the first one and I've, I've kept going and going, kept pushing myself. I've done some crazy long hours and challenges and races that I never thought I could do before. And I mean, it just kind of shows you that the sky's the limit. That's um, awesome. Now,
2: once again, what a surprise. I'm going to have to switch gears because you have dabbled in almost everything. So you are a certified Ironman coach and, you know, reading your bio, you are a certified nutritionist. So can you explain where did that motivation come from to get that, you know, certification degree?
1: Yeah. um, When I was like struggling with my illness and kind of starting to go the more like natural holistic route, I started changing my diet and lifestyle. And I started seeing the most significant improvement. Not like I didn't see any of that with all the medication antibiotics I was on, but I started seeing it when I just started taking the right, some of the right herbs, supplements, changing my diet. I went fully plant-based and I've been plant-based now for like three or four years. And um, it's just helped me so much. and, And I'm not just on my health side, but also athletic side too, my performance shot back up. And I've been feeling like the best I felt even before I got sick. So I wanted to actually become certified and help people with nutrition and, and health coaching to both my athletes and also people that ha- were struggling and kind of make sure that no one goes through what I had to go through. So it's been a really kind of special experience to do all of that.
2: Well, you know, I kind of warned you about this. I wanted you to give some tips and I thought it'd be nice to give tips to the non-athlete like me. So I got to tell you, I love watching Netflix at night. I love Sour Patch Kids. It's one of my favorite candies. I do little too much soda. So for people like me, well, if you could give a couple of generalized tips to kind of put you in the right direction to make you feel better, what, what are some nice, you know, diet slash nutrition tips you can give?
1: So I loved it in school, like that they literally said most people just literally need to drink more water and eat more huh. fruits and vegetables. I'm like, <laughs> that's, it's like it's like crazy. Like it's crazy how much that can do for you. And like I already eat a ton of fruits and vegetables and water, but I kind of like sometimes even catch myself. I'm like, did I drink water enough water today? Did I have my usual fruits like my tangerine for my snack today? Like I kind of have to think like, did I even do those basic things that I know I've helped me so much. So <laughs> truthfully doing that, eating more real whole foods, whether it's plant-based or not, I just want people to eat real food, less processed food, um, finding healthier replacement for things that they always crave. Like instead of eating ice cream, you could make your own banana and ice cream. Or, <laughs> yeah. Like instead of chocolate syrup, you could buy date syrup and it tastes just as good, but it's super healthy. And there's so many little replacements I found for some foods that I really enjoyed and, and craved and still want to enjoy. Like I'm also gluten free. So I found all these awesome gluten free pastas made out of brown rice or cassava flour. And it's, you know, there's always a, a healthier way to still eat and enjoy the foods you love. And just adding in some more real whole foods and plant forward fo- like foods is going to do wonders. So
2: oh, I, once again, m- my wife would love you because I she purposely hides my diet sodas at night and bought a water bottle and puts it right, right next to my,
1: my couch. That like, is what I do with my boyfriend too. I like force him to stop drinking diet Coke. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> So awesome.
2: you guys got a lot in common, I swear. But I want to make sure. I know we're getting to the end. But I want to ask you a couple more questions. So you know, all over your website, you talk about the the South Bay Squad. Uh, I just want to give you the opportunity to kind of mention what what, what is that. You know?
1: Yeah. So that's the um, the triathlon team I started. We actually kind of informally started coming together like at the middle of 2020, like kind of middle or end of 2020, when Mm -hmm. things like the beaches started opening back up and stuff like that, because there's a local ocean swim group called one with the ocean that um, puts on a group swim every Saturday. So we all kind of started coming out. And then we all wanted to do some more workouts together, because there was a lot of triathletes in the group. And I was like, well, I'm a triathlon coach, I could start putting on some like run and bike and other swim workouts if you guys want. And everyone was like, Let's do it. Yay. (laughs) So and you know, we did it all outdoors and safely and kind of just started slowly growing and growing. And I was literally just planning things every day for people. I created like a Facebook group so that we can communicate easier. I was doing it like on WhatsApp. Like I had a huge group (laughs) chain and I was like, okay, I need to organize this a little more. (laughs) And as a joke, I called it South Bay Squad. I wasn't taking it Like, seriously, I was like, oh, this will be fun. But then we started growing. And then, um, you know, like towards the end of the year, a few of the athletes were like, you should actually make this official. And I was kind of like, maybe, but I was kind of like lazy and not sure I should. (laughs) I I just knew it would be a lot of work. And I was like, I mean, I've always wanted to, but because I know that the community over here really needed it. And I kind of uh, sat down and I was like, well, it's now or never. So let's just go for it. Exactly emailing all these the sponsors of brands I really cared about and kind of just getting everything together. I had a ton of help on the back end too. And yeah, we all kind of got it together. And now we are an official like Ironman tri club and USA. Yeah, you know, like the USAT <laughs> triathlon club and insured and everything. So it's pretty special. And I just officially made the team a corporation like a few months ago, which was like really right. cool feeling. So <laughs> yeah, and we grew from like we started. Um, we launched the team last April. Started with about like 20 signups, and now we're at over 70. And we're going crazy. Wow! Year, and we're partnered with a lot of awesome groups, like one with the Ocean and South Bay Runners Club, and uh, like other awesome local sponsors, like Cycle Bar, Manhattan Beach, and Triathlon Lab. And yeah, we have like truthfully some of the best local and global like partners and sponsors. So it's really exciting.
2: No, no, I'm really proud of you. I mean, seriously. And now another passion of yours, you know, it was going to kind of lead to this is where we started the podcast talking about keen, you know what I mean? And kids enjoy exercise. Now, how did you get involved in that? How long have you been involved with that? And how does it make you feel inside?
1: (laughs) I absolutely love the kids and everybody over at keen. They truthfully like, because you know, when I was when I was sick, I kind of was in this weird place. I was Judged a lot. And, um, you know, I didn't really fit in with like regular people because I had my like issues I was dealing with. Like, if I'd go to restaurants, I would, people would look at me all weird for the way I would order my food or not <laughs> drinking alcohol, things like that. But then when I was an athlete, I also didn't fit quite in there because like I was doing so well at races, but then still dealing with so many things on like the kind of back end of it. And just being around all the kids at Keene made me feel even myself accepted because they're all so happy and just grateful to be alive and with each other and just seeing them light up when they get there and start playing all the sports. And they loved the Zumba, which made me super happy. And I love teaching it for them. They're the only ones I still teach it for. (laughs) So it's it was like, it just was like such a special organization from day one. And And since I, when I started, you know, doing like my bigger races, I started fundraising for them and trying to raise as much money as I could for them because it's just something I care about so much. And I was excited to have now the team and keep continuing fundraising efforts, but doing it all together as a team. So it's, it's just like the most special thing. And yeah, I've been there for five or six years and I, I mean, they're never going to get rid of me. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: I love it. Well, Hey, let me, you know, we have a show notes and all the stuff you're saying will be in our show notes. Um, I want to give you a chance. At least you want to give me some social media handles or your website. So people are just listening.
1: Yeah. So my personal Instagram is the holistic triathlete. Um, my my team's Instagram is South Bay Squad and we also have a Facebook page and our website is www.southbaysquad.com. So follow or join the team or just message me and say hey, um, <laughs> whatever you like, <laughs> you know. I'm pretty friendly.
2: <laughs> no, you are such a nice person. Now let me read this off. I promised uh, our people from Keene I'm going to read this. So People can sign up to run the marathon for Keen. Once again, kids enjoy exercise now or donate to support Keen kids who will be running at the 5k. This is going to be probably right where the LA Marathon is going to be happening right around that weekend. All information can be found on Keen's website, which is www.keenlosangeles.org. So I want to make sure I say that. Jasmine, you are super duper awesome. And let me just say this at the end that if I ever have any exercise or nutrition questions, or if you want to give another free lesson about triathlete stuff, can you come back on the podcast? Would that be cool?
1: I'd absolutely love to. This was such a pleasure. And and thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome.
2: (laughs) Oh, you are super welcome. You're the best. And with that, everyone, that is the Dr. Raj podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this. I know I had a blast. Talking with our guest today.
1: Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Ars Longa Media. Our producers are Madison Linden and Chris Bright again. Our executive producer is Dr. Patrick Beeman. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.